This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The reading this morning, the Gospel this morning is from Matthew 17, verses 1 through 9, and it can be found in your pew Bible on 1524. 1524. Matthew records that after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and let them, he led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am, will, I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground. They were terrified. But Jesus came, and he touched them, and he said, Get up. Do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except for Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Has anyone ever had the experience in a group setting when uh, the leader or the mentor or the professor or the one with the most knowledge in the gathering has embarrassed you? I, uh, I look at Transfiguration Sunday every year for many, many years now with a, a bit of a smile, a bit of a shudder, and gratefulness to God. Why? Well, I was in a group of people 
theologians and students when the master said, hey guys, Whitney doesn't know the meaning of the transfiguration. And all eyes were on me. And I felt shame. I felt embarrassment. I was bitter, then angry, and then that turned to resolve, which carries me here today. More on that in a minute. And as I said before, in the name of Jesus, because nothing good can come from anywhere else. You know, listening is hard. It's really hard, especially if you're not the one doing the talking. It's hard enough for us to listen to others today. Can I get an amen? Yes, pastor. Let alone it is hard for us to listen to what our Lord would tell us in his word. The transfiguration of Jesus shows us the immense importance that he places on the word of God. So forget, just put it out of your mind, the radiance and the glory. Forget, put it out of your mind that Moses and Elijah are there, that they're alive and that they're speaking with Jesus. Forget about it. Forget the cloud And forget the man-made plans that Peter had in order to keep the experience going. Rather, listen. As the Father says, listen to him. Listen to him as he says to Peter, James, and John, rise and have no fear. Matthew 17, 9. Listen. As he says to you and to me, he says, have no fear because the Lord of life has come to you. He descends that mountain, Jesus does, in order to ascend in Calvary on that cross. This is where his time for glory would be revealed in order for there to be life on earth for all who believe. Listen to him. On the cross, Jesus continues speaking the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. Where shall we go? Right? You have the words of eternal Listen, you were listening. You were listening. On the cross, he continues speaking the words of eternal life to you and the whole world. And not even a parched and stricken mouth, punched in the mouth. Not even that can stop him from telling you these 
blessed words for you hearing him say, forgive them for they know not what they do. That parched mouth, that that tongue that is dry, I thirst, that face that is unrecognizable, that couldn't stop him from saying, if we listen, it is finished. Now risen and victorious from the grave, he speaks to us today. He says, and you say, peace be with you. This peace reminds us that whether we live or die, we are with the Lord, who on that last day will say this, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Also Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. Hear him as he says, this is my beloved son who I am well pleased. Hear him. He beckons you and me. Here we hear the question and we are revealed the answer to the question, what is God like? What is he like? We beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the Father, full of grace, full of truth. We beheld him in that glory at its height on that cross. What is he like? Well, he was pinned to a cross for you and for me. God became man. He went to the cross and the agony of hell that his sins, punishment, was put upon him for you and for me. Jesus died for the ungodly. He died for those who are afraid of God, for those who are fleeing from God. He died for sinners. He died for you and me. And there is no greater love imaginable. And that is what God is like. Abundant abundant grace. Perfect love. There is nothing lovable, not a thing, not one little lovable thing about you as a sinner, but God God loves you in this way, in this way he died for your sin so that your sin might be set aside. He has forgiven you. And he has made you his own children. And when you sin, which which puts you and me wrong with God, that sin is answered 
for and forgiven by and through his beloved son. That means your guilt, my guilt, dreadful fear before God is now gone. Forgiven. And you and I are no longer afraid of God. Why? Christian freedom. Freedom from God's wrath. Wrath that was paid for, not forgotten. Paid for. And Jesus gives us the answer to the question, what is God like? He shows us God is holy and just and kind and forgiving because of his dying on the cross. Because of his dying, dying on the cross, your sins can no more drag you fearfully from God. Those sins are forgiven you, and you are washed white in the blood of the Lamb. And you stand before God as a glad child, and you get to call him Abba, Daddy. And going back to the story at the beginning, Whitney doesn't know the meaning of the transfiguration on the mount. It hurt because it was true. Not anymore. But it hurt because it was true. I could tell the story. But I didn't know the meaning. The meaning was to reveal to us who Jesus is and what God is like. But here's the thing. I was in good company because Peter didn't know the meaning of the transfiguration. Peter didn't know. He got it completely wrong. And God the Father set him straight, didn't he? And Jesus corrected Peter too. He got it wrong again. Get behind me, Satan. And Peter got it wrong again when Jesus said, stop helping me. As he picked up the ear of that temple guard, the temple helper, and put it back on his head. Peter got it wrong. Peter got it wrong. Jesus said, you will deny me. No, no, I won't. Well, yeah, he did. And Jesus restored Peter. And he uses Peter. And we know this by Scripture. Because here's this fisherman. And we're reading his words in Scripture just this week in our men's group. God restored him. God used him. He didn't know what he was doing, but God revealed to him. And he knows what God is like, and he tells us. And Jesus restores, and he uses you also. And we know this. And we know that he's going to meet us today, right here at the altar. God has made himself known to you, and he has expressed himself in Jesus of Nazareth, his beloved son. He has chosen 
to be available through the things of our human world. God has chosen to meet you here through words, through water, through bread, and through wine. These are where he has chosen to be found. Hear it. Listen to him. Believe it. And receive it. The Son of God has gone to the cross to take away our sins. And now, hear this. And now the same thing that the Father says about Jesus, he now says about you. He says, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. You are beloved in Christ because you have been baptized into Jesus. The same Jesus transfigured on the mountain lives in, on, above, below, and side by side you. And by his body and blood, you hear him. His word says you are God's child. His word says you are God's child with sins forgiven. In the name of Jesus. Amen.